1: Jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daff Differently, this is Jeremy Komarowski, and today we're studying Eruvin Daff Ayin Daled, or page 74. You remember that a Mabui is the larger alleyway off of which branch Hatzerot, uh, lar- medium-sized courtyards, and off the courtyards are batim houses. And you can, you can have an Eruv, the standard thing is to have an Eruv in the Chatser, for the courtyard for the houses. You can also have the macro eruv or the shittuf, uh, the, the cooperative arrangement for the mabui. And to make the the uh, this cooperative arrangement for the larger courtyard, you put a cross beam and some side posts on the front of the courtyard as a marker to remind people that there's a, a barrier between that uh, alleyway and the rishu harabim, the public thoroughfare. Now we have a debate on our page today, and I'm going to also to tell you about that. I'm going to tell you about uh, a, a kind of a dramatic incident that, that ensues between Rav and Shmuel, the earliest generation of Amoraim post-Mishnaic sages in Babylonia, about whether or not the Mabui, the alleyway, has to be, how, how big is it have to be, how many uh, houses and courtyards have to be uh, branching off of it, Rav says there must be at least two houses and courtyard, and Shmuel his uh, his contemporary says no no a, a single courtyard or a single house anything doesn't matter uh, can branch up in Navoi, and their contemporary in the land of Israel Rabbi Yofanan, is even more lenient and says it can even be a, a ruin of a former house just as long as that that is at least somehow fit for habitation it can't be it can't be you know just a path okay. So how many how many uh, structures or residences or areas does it need to branch off the Mabu to be eligible for for a shito two one or or even maybe less so Shmuel says one okay and that this um, this set of laws is being recited I'm uh, near the bottom of the a Da on Ein Daf Rav Berona the kaamar lehashmata. Rav Barona is the ritual repeater in the in the uh, study house here, and he is reciting this uh, sugya, this story, this uh, halakhic investigation. Amar the uh, Rav Elazar Bar Rav Elazar, a member of Rav's house, or probably, it's probably the the designation is probably something about his age uh, or his stature. Rav Elazar, the student. Amar? Amar Shmuel Wait, did Shmuel really say such a thing that you're going to have only one house off the Boy, that's impossible! lay um, in. And they responded, yes, that's an authentic tra- tradition of Shmuel, he really said this. And Rav does not believe that, and he says, Wait, show me where that guy lives! I cannot believe that. Show me his house and I'm going to go ask him myself because that's ridiculous. And so they shove it to him. And Rabbi Lazar goes to ask him, and he says to him, did the master really say something like this? He said, yeah, I said that. That is my position. So Rabbi Lazar responds and says, you are the very one who told us shmuel you told us something contradictory you told us ain lanu ela kilashon mishnateinu you told us that when it comes to the laws of eruvin, it is, it is important to stick only to the language of the Mishnah itself to to interpret the language of the Mishnah very tightly and not expand on it now as a typical rule which Shmuel says that what he means is to rule leniently in this case the very narrow Interpretation of the Mishnah is going is to produce a stricter ruling, as is Rabb's position. But Rav points out to him that the Mishnah, which we saw on the previous page, is phrased in the plural, "Mabui le that the a uh, that an alleyway uh, is constituted, constitute the same relationship as "chaze plural courtyards. Uh, constitute towards the houses within them, that is to say a, a, an alleyway, is constituted by the presence of multiple courtyards. As a chatser, a courtyard, is constituted by the by the presence of multiple batim, multiple houses. So Shmuel, makes no sense. You've told us a rule, you seem to have violated that same rule. Ishtik. And Shmuel falls silent. And that's the end of their encounters, so and we don't know. So it seems that the junior student has has uh, has outwitted or has has posed a, an insoluble problem for the senior teacher. So the Talmud wants to know what's what's more than say anything. So look Did he accept the position or did he not accept the position? Maybe he didn't respond but he didn't accept either. And we go on to tell another story that there is a courtyard in which a man named Ibutvar Ihi lives. He's not mentioned anywhere else in the Talmud Ibutvar Ihi lives in this courtyard and he is the only courtyard in the Mabui, and Shmuel permitted him to um, Shmuel permitted him to put up the lechi and the kara, the, uh, the side posts and the crossbar at the front of the Mabui, and that was to be sufficient. So it certainly looks like um, Shmuel uh, did not accept Rav Elazar's uh, challenge, and that he still held that a single, that he still held that a single, Courtyard or a single house would constitute an appropriate, uh, appropriate zone for a Mabui. After Shmuel dies, this junior student, senior in his way but junior to Shmuel, Rav Anand comes over to the alleyway in which uh, Barar Ihi lives and he tears down the crossbeam and the and the side posts. And poor evil he doesn't know what he didn't done anything wrong. I've been living here all my life. Shmuel has always permitted me to make this motherboard. What do you come along and tear it down for? So that's the end of that story. Uh, what we seem to conclude is that Shmuel must not have accepted uh, the the challenge. That he still thinks that you can have only one uh, one courtyard or one house in the alleyway, and still eligible for for shittuf uh, Um uh, And and. Only after his death do his students reject that position and, and hold with Rav that there must be multiple chatzera, multiple, multiple multiple houses. Now, that's not, not quite the end of the matter, however. Because the Talmud doesn't like to leave. It like, prefers, you know, for all the disagreement and for all of the argumentation that goes back and forth, it, it does kind of prefer to uh, align the positions together. So rather than saying, ineluctably, Rav says there must be two, Shmuel permits there to only be one, the Tom, the anonymous editorial voice, the Tom comes up and says, no, 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 in fact, Shmuel did agree. And and Rabbi Lazar did outsmart him, and he accepted that he was defeated, and he did require multiple uh, houses and multiple courtyards for took Tuk up. The only problem is that Ibut was unaware that there was, in Shmuel's own time, a, a, a synagogue functionary, a synagogue sexton, who lived in that same courtyard, or at least part of the time, lived in it, but after Shmuel died, that Chazan of the Beit Knesset, Chazan in, in, in Talmudic for phrase means like the, the Gabai or the administrator, uh, he, he left. And so it's not that, that Shmuel uh, insisted that one was adequate for Eshich Tuhv Nehuav, it's rather that the conditions changed, and that's a typical Talmudic maneuver. It's, it's not a difference on principle, it's just a difference on fact. All right, thanks for learning today's very brief page with me and that uh, dramatic story, and I look forward to learning with you again tomorrow.
0: I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.